people out there are killing it on like Instagram and social media now, right? Like they run companies, they run ads. There's a lot of smoke and mirrors out there. But do you really, like, let me ask you a question, Apple. Do you really think that's going to be their intent? Welcome back to Young Smart Money with me, your host, Apple Crater. Today we're sitting down with Josh York. Okay, this dude is the most intense guy I have ever had on the podcast for sure. He goes real deep on, on the mindset that it takes to be successful in business and i would definitely say this dude has been successful in business without a shadow of a doubt um he's an inc 500 entrepreneur this guy is running the fastest growing fitness company ever uh, it's called gym guys they basically um he calls it the amazon of fitness um and they're doing some massive things which we're going to talk about in the interview but this guy's doing some huge things and and his mindset is ridiculous okay this guy is like i said before an intense personality and he's somebody who talks a lot about discipline he talks a lot about how to get yourself to do things you don't want to do or things that you don't feel motivated to do and, and how to consistently stay in that state of of getting things done and of moving forward and of seeing progress because that is the state where he spends the majority of his time okay this dude spends all of his time in a state where he is consistently moving towards his goals and he has some extremely lofty goals which we're going to be getting into throughout the podcast so without further ado we're going to welcome josh york onto the show again this is an episode that you guys are not going to want to miss this is one for the books josh brings the heat he brings the fire and he brings the value so without further ado let's welcome josh york to young smart money all right josh welcome to young smart money how are you doing today i'm doing fantastic i'm doing fantastic thank you for having me on the show i appreciate it all right josh um so our listeners got to hear a little bit about you in the intro to this episode but for those of them that aren't super familiar with who you are and what you're currently working on right now can you give us like a 60 second snapshot of where you're at right now Absolutely, sure. So I'm the founder and CEO of Gym Guys. We're currently the fastest growing fitness brand right now in the world uh, with 265 locations in 30 states and three countries. We've grown faster than any other fitness concept in history. We've been uh, able to accomplish this in four years. I started this out of my parents' dining room in 2008, started franchising in 2014. Um, I can tell you stories that will give you instant ulcers of what we've been through to where we are today. But, um, you know, we are disrupting the fitness industry. There's no brick and mortar. We bring the workout to you. Think of, think of us as like at the Amazon of fitness. And that's pretty much what we're doing is just disrupting. And it's really exciting. And we're just getting started. And we're never going to stop because we don't stop. And we can't stop. And my energy is going to be on like anything you've ever seen in your life. And I do not drink coffee. I'm up at 3 o'clock in the morning. I rock like this all day, every day. And you mark my words. This is going to be the craziest podcast and the most knowledge that's ever going to drop in the history of you ever doing this show. <laughs> I am so excited, my man. I am so excited. Okay, so I like to start all the shows off by sort of flashing back in time because we've got a younger listener base here. Um, so talk to us like middle school, high school years. I'm always fascinated what people were doing at that age. So were you hustling at that young of an age? Were you into school, sports, um, music? What that look like? So I've always been into ice hockey. I'm a big ice hockey player. And I've always been into working out. So that's always been my, been my thing. Um, school was never really my thing. If I would have done it all over again, honestly, I would have probably never went to school. My wife hates when I say that. But, you know, school sets you up. Um, look, for, from a social aspect, it's very important. Yeah. But unless you, have, unless you have, like, you know, an actual, you know, like a medical degree you're going after or you're looking to be a lawyer, you need that actual education, you know, school is a waste of time for me. Um, I was always very good at figuring things out. Always, just always very good. I can get myself out of anything, any situation ever. I was always very good at that. 
but you know, really my big thing was, you know, come home from school from literally from elementary school to high school, throw my stuff down, play hockey every single day, like clockwork, get my workout in, play hockey, get my workout in, play hockey. And that was really the majority besides, you know, the fun times I've had with my friends over the years, but really school academically, that was, that was not my strength. Um, I was never one to study. Um, I practically pretty much have never studied throughout my whole entire career and I've always passed and got by. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much, that's pretty much an overview. For sure. What was the draw to working out in ice hockey for you? Well, you know, I was always a very, very skinny kid and I wanted to have muscles. I've always thought it was just a fantastic thing to have muscles and just look good and be in good shape. And that was something that really, uh, resonated with me. But as far as ice hockey, I've just loved hockey my whole life. Um, you know, if I wasn't doing what I'm doing today, I'd be playing professional hockey. That was, that was actually the goal. But, um, just never really, you know, stuck it out. You know, it was really it came down to my family. You know, my father was 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 very supportive, but not really the one into taking me to the early morning skates. You know, you're always, you know, hockey is always an early morning thing. Mm. You know, you're at the ice early. You got to put in the time, and especially where I'm from here in Long Island, there's not a lot of ice available. So, you know, it was never really something that you know ended up happening. But you know, here I am today, and uh, listen. Things, you know, a good friend of mine always says, things don't happen to you, they happen for you. And that's very true. 100%. So um, was, was going to college ever a decision that you had to make? Was that a value that was enforced by your parents at all? Or were you just like, I'm not going to school? No, I just, look, I went to college. You know, I graduated my bachelor's, uh, my bachelor's degree. I went to college. I just, I just kind of, someone just told me you should go to the school. I was like, okay, I'll go here. And I was really it. And I just kind of, you know, took, took business classes. Um, I really did not learn much. Um, honestly, I didn't learn much. You know, I, uh, I think the hardest class I ever took in college was music class. I took it because, you know, I thought it was going to be an easy class to take. And uh, uh, let me tell you, it was very hard. And um, the only reason I passed that, that class was I had to cheat. And that's the honest truth. But it was, uh, it was just something I just said, I guess I need to take college. You know, I need to take courses in college, go to college, get my degree. If I would have done it over, like I said, I would have not, I would have not have gone and I would have started gym guys a lot earlier. For sure. So what sort of came between you graduating college and gym guys? Walk us through that sort of time period. So throughout, throughout college, I've always been into training. I've always loved helping people, but you know, the biggest challenge is trainers and doctors are no different. A doctor without patients is unemployed and a trainer without clients is unemployed. And I used to always say to myself, how can I make money when I'm not working? Well, I got my bachelor's degree and I said, you know what, I guess I need to get a nine to five job. That's what you're supposed to do. So I took a nine to five job working for a boss. And honestly, the worst thing you could ever do is work for a boss. Leaders lead by example and leadership is the number one most important thing to run any successful company, period. So here I am, I take negatives, I slice them down the center, I make them a positive. I'm about to surround myself with positivity. I don't let any type of negative, negative thoughts get in my mind. I don't let negative energy get into me. I just don't just don't feed into it. It's just, just negative. Zip, zero, done. So I said, you know what? Let me, let me quit this job, you know, because I took that job and I said, let me go back into fitness. That's my passion. That. And one day, one of my clients came in late and said, Josh, I wish you can come to my house. I just don't have the equipment. And that stuck with me all day. And I was like, wow, this is like one of those ideas where it's like, why didn't I think of this? How great would it be if I got a van, stocked it with all the necessary equipment, Went out, provided our three C's, which are our core competencies, convenient, customized, and creative workouts, and service clients anywhere. We literally bring the workout to you. Home office, pool park, place of worship, hospitals, senior homes, assisted living facilities, daycares, you name it, and here we are today. 
Wild, my man. So that was where the idea came from. Did you start taking action right away or did that kind of sit with you for a while? I take action within seconds. Okay. The, the biggest problem, the biggest problem people have is they think, they think, they overthink, they analyze, they get into that whole analyze, you know, analysis by paralysis bucket and they just do it. Just do it. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to screw up. You're going to fail. This is a part of the process. Learning is a lesson. You learn, you move on. I, can, I, I, can't, I don't even have enough time. I'd be here talking to you for hours about all the things I've done wrong and all the mistakes I've made and all the money I've lost and the people who screwed me over and the people who quit. And I can go on for hours, whatever. This too shall pass. Those type of things happen. I have the five-minute rule. It's called the five-minute rule. You have five minutes, get pissed, get upset, cry, scream, kick, do whatever you got to do. After those five minutes are up, you move on. It's done. Because at the end of the day, like I said, this too shall pass. That applies to success and that applies to failure. 100%, 100%. So as far as like learning from your mistakes, like that sounds like something that you do like very, very regularly because you're always taking action. You're always falling. You're always falling forward. How would you advise a young listener to, to start learning from their mistakes instead of just going out there and like doing stupid stuff? So look, you know, it's all really a part of growth, okay? Because as you grow, you have to learn to evolve. As I like to always say, blockbusters say hello to Netflix. If you don't evolve, you die. You have to evolve as a person as well. And it's okay to make mistakes, whether it's financial, whether it's, you know, a hiring mistake. But if you have a vision, and that's where it all starts, a vision. You know, in my book, I spoke about, you know, a whole chapter about taking a blank canvas and painting your vision on that canvas and literally obsessing over that vision every single day, like sick, obsessed. Like I'm so obsessed you have no idea. It's like not even, like I don't even rock anything without my brand. I don't even own any other clothes. That's all I rock. ABB, always be branding. But the point is, is you have to learn from these mistakes to move the needle to get better. Like I remember the first time I had to have a conversation with someone that was doing something wrong in my company and I had such anxiety, I couldn't even breathe. But you just do it. The anxiety I have when I talk in front of thousands of people when I give a keynote, it's insane. It lasts for about 20 seconds. As soon as I'm on, I'm on. You just do it. I always say, if you wanna be successful, you have to be willing to be uncomfortable in order to get comfortable. Hmm. What are, what are some good ways for, for dealing with that uncomfort that comes from stepping outside of, of your zone of like where you normally hang out? So I tell, I tell a lot of my franchise, my franchise family members this all the time. Get a 16-foot ladder, okay? And don't, don't, don't get hurt doing this. You climb up to the top of the ladder, okay? You go to a very busy place, supermarket, shopping center, whatever, and start singing Whitney Houston, I Will Always Love You on the top of your lungs, get everyone's attention, and that's really, really uncomfortable. You're going to feel really, really uncomfortable. Okay, so what? Just do it. Or walk around, walk around just random stores, and just ask people weird questions or, you know, decide to put on a chicken suit and just pull off the head and just start, you know, walking around making chicken sound. I don't know. Weird things. Look, weird equals successful. Let me be very clear about that. Normal equals poor. Okay. I'm telling you that right now. And at the end of the day, you have to do things like even if it's something as simple as asking, you know, at a, at a store, sometimes I go into a store and if I overhear someone asking for a coupon, they can't get it. Like that's like a challenge to me. Not that I want the coupon and, and I get the coupon every single time ask for a coupon, you know, or ask something weird, like you're in a store and you're about to pay at the, at, at the check, 
the checkout, and let's say there's like some some gum there. It's like, excuse me, miss, can I have five packs of gum for free? Some people might be very uncomfortable to do that. I'm not uncomfortable. I just walk up to random people just to say, hey, how's it going? I have to tell you. Uh, you know, I want to share a crazy story with you. Um, and just say something crazy. Like, just uncomfortable. That's how you get better. Look, people like to say practice makes perfect. It doesn't. Practice makes permanence. But if you want to perfect your craft to sharpen your tools, you have to constantly keep doing it over and over. You think Michael Jordan was Michael Jordan overnight? Come on. Michael Jordan put the work in. He perfected his craft. He constantly was disciplined and stayed focused and focused and focused. That is how you do it. Mm. How do you, how do you maintain that focus? How do you not get distracted by all these shiny objects? Routines, routines. I am so routine that you could have a sniper outside my door every single day and they will get me like clockwork. Doesn't matter if I have the flu, doesn't matter if there's a natural disaster, nothing stops me. Look, I don't even need to ask you this question. I know right now for a fact you never had anyone in ever like me on this show. I know that for a fact. I don't, don't even answer it because I, I already know it. I believe in my mind I'm the baddest person in this planet. I believe it. I don't care if there's someone better. I don't care. I believe that in my mind. When I think about my working out and my, and my hockey, I, I, I think I'm a professional athlete. I truly believe that. I truly believe I'm a professional athlete. So you got to act like one. You think it's easy? People always say, man, Josh, you're so inspiring. Man, you're so motivating. You think it's physically possible to be motivated every day? No. It's called discipline. You just do it. Only the strong will survive. But at the end of the day, when you're obsessed and you have a routine, and my fitness is everything, and I do some crazy things, the average person would end up in the hospital with a heart attack. I push myself to limits that people would never, ever be able to do. Ever. Ever. I duct tape my mouth when I do cardio. I go in 30-degree ice baths. I do all types of crazy things to build my mental capacity, to take me to a level that people can never touch, ever. Because pain equals growth. But when you have a routine and you stick to it, you're successful. I tell people, stop brushing your teeth. Right? Like Apple, stop brushing your teeth for the next eight weeks. I'm not going to talk to you anymore, but just see what's going to happen to your teeth. Just see what's going to happen. Your teeth are going to get rotten. You know, they're not going to look nice anymore. You're going to have some problems, right? But at the end of the day, if, if you continue to stay consistent with a routine, like you brush your teeth hopefully twice a day, that's how you win. That's how you win. What are, so if, if our listeners are, wondering how they can start to put themselves in more uncomfortable situations. I know you gave some examples, but like as far as discipline goes, how, how do you, how do you hone that muscle? How do you work that muscle? Like how do you create more discipline? You need to, you need to get to activities that you want to start incorporating in your life. And we'll use the, the gym for an example, like working out, let's just say, right. I'll give you a challenge right now. Go on the row machine, put up the resistance to the highest level, and get 2,000 meters under seven minutes with your mouth duct taped, breathing out of your nose only. You will feel like death. You would rather die than do that. When I tell you how painful that is, when I tell you how horribly exhausting that is, most people, I literally threw down, I told this one guy in the gym, and he was like saying, wow, man, you really push yourself. It's crazy. You're making me nauseous. And I said, listen, come on, I'll let you, I'll let you jump in. It couldn't even last the first five minutes, you know, um, excuse me, the first 500 meters. The point I'm making is, you look, if it's not painful, it's not working. Be very clear what I just said, okay? If you want to have success and you want to have a good physique, 
you got to put your body through pain. I always tell people it's one thing to build a business, but it's another to build a bicep, okay? Building a bicep endures pain, sacrifice, discipline. I'm so disciplined. Look, I travel a lot, and, I, and, and, and a hotel gym doesn't do it for me. There's been times where I've taken an, an Uber or cab an hour away from a hotel, two-hour total trip, round trip, just to get my workout in for the day. When you're disciplined, you're disciplined. And it's very important to stay focused. But doing things that push and move the needle with discomfort is how you become to get stronger and you, 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 know, you begin to form the right mindset to be able to move the needle to, to create success. Absolutely. So I want to dive a little bit deeper into gym guys and how that was, how was, that was looking when you were getting started with that. So you said you started at, at your parents' dining room table. Um, what, did, what did that process look like? Did you just sit down and say, I'm going to create a mobile gym where we like go out there and, and go to people? Like, was that the initial vision? The initial vision was we're going to be the largest fitness brand in the world. The chances of that not happening in 15 to 20 years, you got a higher probability of seeing elephants fly. I've been saying that since 2008. I'm still saying it to this day. Uh, the next vision was that, you know, we're going to franchise this brand. I've been saying that then, and we've obviously accomplished that. And I was just, you know, I, I, look, everything I've said, you know, some people say I talk a very big game. Let me tell you something. I might talk a very big game, but I back it up 100 million percent. And at the end of the day, you know, I said, look, I'm going to start this brand. I'm going to figure everything out. It took a very long time. No one's ever been able to perfect this model. To this day, there's lots of people that have tried to copy me and still have not been able to be successful and have failed because it's very, very hard to create a successful model doing this. It's very challenging. People have not figured it out. And my, my big thing was, look, you, you get a plan, you get that vision like I spoke about a little bit earlier, and you just follow that vision. You know, the problem is <clears throat> when people try to get to the next level, first of all, Everyone always looks at the finished product. People never look at what it took to get there. That's number one. Number two, people don't understand how much energy, time, resources are needed to get to the level of where we're at. Like I remember when I was like doing $1,000 a month, I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. You know, and we do hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, millions of dollars now. How? Because first of all, I've been doing this 12 years, number one. Number two, going on 12 years. Number two, I've been very consistent. Number three, I never, ever stop. I always take myself back to the vision. And when I have the rough times, I always tell myself this too shall pass. But you have to really drill in your mind and understand if you lack patience, you will lack results. Hmm. How do you... How do you advise the young listener to develop that vision? Because clearly your visions are, are huge and they're ambitious and, and you're really taking on a lot of, of like a, a really big feat. Um, I think a lot of young people aren't thinking that big. So when did that start for you and how did you develop that? So most people think short term. I've always thought long term. You know, and I'll give you a perfect example. Like there's a lot of people out there killing it on like Instagram and social media now, right? Like sure. they run companies, they run ads. There's a lot of smoke and mirrors out there. But do you really, like, let me ask you a question, Apple. Do you really think that's going to be there in 10, 15 years? Like, can you guarantee that? Oh, no. You don't know. So someone might be making millions of dollars now, but what's the long-term play? I've always thought scalability, long-term, and is my business Amazon proof? <laughs> I've always thought like that. And, you know, look, I created a holiday called National Swiss Cheese Day. I used to, it's on August 1st. Every August 1st, I used to train a very successful billionaire. 
And um, before I started Gym Guys in 2007, I asked him about the business, laughed at me, and told me my business was like Swiss cheese. You have too many holes in it, you'll never succeed. Fast forward, obviously, leaving that house that day, I was discouraged. But I said, you know what? Screw this guy. I choose my own destiny. Whatever, I'll show him. Fast forward seven years later, I'm on the front page of the New York Times business section, disrupting the fitness industry. And it's a picture right there. I mean, he sees the article, calls me up. I see his number pop up on my phone. I'm like, what is this guy doing calling me? And literally, there's like a good 30 seconds of silence. And he's like, wow, I am so impressed. I'm sorry. And ever since then, I, every August 1st, I get a half a pound of Swiss cheese. I don't even eat the damn cheese. I let it sit in my office. If I'm traveling, I still pick it up. I send him a video if he doesn't pick up the FaceTime call. And you choose your own destiny. So to really answer your question, at the end of the day, you just have to really, truly just start. Most people just don't do that. They just don't start. And they don't believe in themselves. Yes, I understand some people might be like, oh, well, I don't know where to start. You got to think, can, can this scale, okay? Is it smart? Like, look, I see a lot of people, you know, jumping on the next fad, right? Like, you know, I see people opening a lot of these, like, Ninja Warrior gyms. Hmm. That's very cool. I'm not saying it's not cool. I think it's awesome. Do you think that's going to be here in 10 years? Do you think it's going to be that popular? Because I can tell you a lot of other things that have been very popular that are gone now. You have to really ask yourself that question. You have to ask yourself when you think future, like I think 50 years ahead. I'm in this for the long term. I'm not in this for the short term play. I think long term. I think scalable long term success. But that's also very painful. Most people don't have the ability or the mindset to understand that or to really handle the pain. I'll give you a perfect example. Back in the day, when I started, my website was gymguysfitness.com, and I wanted gymguys.com, okay? And, I'm, and I've shared this story a couple times, so I'm, some people might have heard this already. But anyway, this guy in Colorado owned it. Shout out to my man, Al. I still talk to him to this day. I was obsessed with getting this website. Obsessed. Obsessed. This guy was selling it for $48,000, and he wouldn't give it to me. Kept calling him, emailing him, calling him. So now we're around like 65 attempts. So I was like, you know what, screw it. I'm just going to book a flight. I'm going to go out to Colorado. I'm just going to show up at his house. So I do that. The guy's not home. I'm like, oh, man. So I was like, let me go to his neighbor's house. Let me see what's going on. I go to his neighbor's house. The guy tells me, oh, yeah, they're away for the week. Uh, they're not going to be back till next week. So I'm like, oh, man, I'm already here. I was like, I'll leave a note with the neighbor, leave a note on his door. His guy comes home. He's like, Josh, did you come to my house? I'm like, yes, Al, I'm so sorry. Listen. I could be like your kid. I could be, I'm, I'm the age of your son. Like, can you please just give me this website? Please, I need this website. I'm going to build the largest fitness brand in the world. On the 71st attempt, he gave me the website for free. So what if I stopped at 68? What if I stopped at 70? What if I stopped at 70? People don't realize you could be one, you could be one podcast away from changing your life right? You could be one day away from opening up a door to an opportunity that's going to change your life forever. One day from a phone call that will literally make a difference that will impact your world and just go crazy. People don't have patience. If you don't have patience, you will not succeed. I could not agree more. How, how do you think about knowing whether or not you're on the right track because there's so many different things a person could be doing and you could be having patience on something that's never going to pan out. Maybe it is a fad. Maybe it's something that's just not going to work out. So how do you think about that and, and knowing when to pivot? 
It's a very, very good question. First of all, I, I, I trust a lot with my gut. I really do. I'm a real good, I'm a real big guy in my gut. I'm a real big uh, believer in believing. Like I have to, I have to believe it. It has to feel right to me. Listen, the first question I ask myself, like, for example, if I hire someone, would I have this person over my house for a barbecue? The answer is no, I don't even move forward. Why? Because I have to feel that. Just like I have to feel like the decision I'm going to make is going to be the right one. And I just go for it. I don't go, should I do this? Should I do that? Should I, I, I say, all right, I think about it strategically. I make sure it's an educated, wise decision based on my beliefs. Maybe I'll reach out to some mentors that I've developed over the years, you know, run it off them. One thing, you could ask family for advice, but let me just tell you something. Not always the right move to make because your loved ones are not going to always give you the right advice. If I were to listen to my wife when she told me not to leave my parents' dining room, I'd still be where I was back then. So I go based on what I believe in. And that's something that you'll just kind of, I can't, it's hard to explain. You'll just know. You'll just know if it feels right. And if you screw up, great. You're growing. You learned. Remember, that happens for you to move the needle to grow. People always look at things that happen in negative ways. Someone gets sick in your family. So why, 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 why me? Why? Stop. Look, I had a rough childhood growing up. You don't hear me complaining about it or talking about it or, oh, I couldn't do this because I grew up like this or I couldn't. Do no, you can do whatever you want. It's very easy to make the impossible possible, but it starts believing in yourself. How do you advise someone who, who doesn't have that self-confidence, somebody who, who doesn't feel like they can believe in themselves? Like, what do you tell that person? I tell that person right now, they better go hunting. And I mean, they better go hunting for great seminars and connect with great people and change the way they think. Because look, I know many, many people, I hear stories all the time that are, you know, are drug addicts that are recovering and they're, they're just fine. They're sober or people who go through horrible tragedies and turn their life around. I get so many messages through my Instagram and LinkedIn accounts, some that are so moving, like one recently that literally got me emotional reading it. This young boy had a really, really tough life and he turned it around and he said, I was such an inspiration to him and it was because of me. And I can't tell you how that moves me, man. And most people probably would not respond to him. I literally called him on the phone within five seconds of seeing that. And he couldn't even believe I, I reached out to him. The point I'm making is though, you have to be able to understand and, and, and know that at the end of the day, okay, there's always a way to make things work. There is. Walt Disney, my favorite quote, kind of fun to do the impossible. If you put it in your mind that you have a plan B, you're done. I'll tell you that right now. You're done. If you have self-doubt, you're done. I've never had a plan B, ever, ever. I only have plan A. I tell myself every freaking day I'm number one. I'm the best to do this. I'm going to be the greatest. I will go down as one of the greatest in the world. You mark my words on that. You remember this. You mark that. You stamp this date, June 4th. Like, I know you're feeling it, man. I know you're feeling it. I'm not seeing too much emotion from you right now, my man, Apple, but I know you feel this. But I'm telling you right now, you have to believe what you're saying to yourself. Okay? 100%. Could not agree more. I mean, like, yeah, if, if you have, if you have a way out, if you have like some kind of, of, of like limiting beliefs, like you're, you're going to listen to those. Like you're not, you're not going to give it your all. Like that's, I mean, I've experienced that myself when I talk to other people who are going through that. It's very, it's very clear when they don't have that full belief in themselves, when they don't realize what they could be doing. 
Correct. So I want to talk to you about scaling because clearly you've scaled this thing massively in the last, I mean, 12 years, but like specifically the last four years, um, it, it's really exploded. So talk to us about that process and like what sets you apart? Like why are you able to, to grow this thing so quickly? Look, everything is about who you surround yourself with. And I never say it's just me. Yes, I'm the leader. I'm not a big fan of titles. Yes, I'm the founder and CEO. Blah, blah, blah. I'm not a big fan of titles, okay? I'm a very humble guy. Um, I answer every single message I get. I don't get back to them right away sometimes because I get lots of them. But it's all about who you surround yourself with. I am very, very strong at some things. Like, unbelievably, like my strong qualities, I quadruple down on, okay? But my weaknesses, you have to delegate. And at the end of the day, if I know I'm not, I'm not good at something, I have to find someone who's a master at that and bring them on the team and surround ourselves with that person. And that is how we've done it. Obviously, you have to think big picture. You have to be smart enough to understand what you need to do to scale. And it all comes down to people, man. Every, look, I'm not in the fitness business. I'm in the people business. You're not in a podcast business. You're in the people business. Look, you sent me a message. The only reason I got back to you, I would have got back to you regardless, but the only reason I did this is because I liked your energy. Your energy was great. And I felt the connections. I was like, you know what? Hell yeah, absolutely. But at the end of the day, you have to understand. It's very important to understand where your strengths are. Like when I look at companies, for example, they say, oh, I could do this. I could do that. I could do this. First of all, I don't like that. And I usually don't do business with them. I like to work with a company that says, this is what we do. And we're very good at it. And use it like, for example, like SEO or, you know, ad, Google, ad, whatever it may be. There's lots of different companies say they can do all of them, but I want to know what you're strong at. Quadruple down on your strengths and delegate your weaknesses. That's how you scale. Yeah. I mean, nobody wants a jack of all trades. Like you, when you want someone to do Facebook ads for you, you want someone who is very good at Facebook ads. You don't want someone who is kind of good at Absolutely. Facebook, kind of good at YouTube, kind of good at, at SEO. Like you want someone who is a master in their field. Correct. How do you begin to associate yourself and surround yourself with masterful people? Like talking to a young listener here who's like 18, 19, 20 years old, maybe they're like, man, I live in like the backwoods of Montana. I can't surround myself with these successful people. Like how, how do you start to do that? That's just excuses, right? Yep. Excuses don't execute. Okay. Excuses don't execute. If you want to execute, just do it. Move, move or start traveling a little bit more and get yourself in right. To Listen, I don't know if you've checked out my podcast and see people I've had on my podcast, but I've had some very big players and I just had a podcast yesterday. I can't share yet, but he's the most influential person in the world and how I reach out to him. I think like there's no box. Okay. I sent him an attire in a life-size human box on the tire. It said my driving intensity will leave tread marks all over your floor. This man gets hundreds of thousands of gifts probably on a monthly basis. He doesn't even search through it. His team does, but mine obviously made it through. And, you know, on the podcast, he was telling me, his wife calls him up and says, honey, there's a tire in your living room. And he's like, what? And she's like, listen, all I know is whoever sent you this is special. And he's like, man, she was right. You are special. And this guy, and this is someone actually, I'm not, listen, I'm not a big fan into like, you know, a lot, like I don't really have a lot of people that I truly admire. There's a couple, this person I really do. And the way I connected with him wasn't just from sending him that tire. I got real strategic, crazy stuff. Like, for example, I once wanted to set up a meeting to meet this top reporter. 
And again, this goes back to my whole thing about being uncomfortable to get comfortable. I cased about, it was, it was two coffee shops for 48 hours. I didn't sleep for 48 hours just to find out what time this person would come. I knew they were working all different hours. So I didn't know if it was in the morning, at night. I literally did not sleep for 48 hours. As soon as I saw that person show up at that coffee shop, I ran in right away, found out what coffee they got. The next day I was waiting there at that same time with the coffee and said, I just need two minutes of your time. Here's your coffee. And this person was like looking at me. I was like, yeah, it's a long story. Don't worry about it. Here's your coffee. I know what you like. It was like a milk with three sugars, um, light and sweet, whatever, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Most people wouldn't do that because that's too uncomfortable, right? You want to be home in your bed, sleeping with your comforter and your pillows, and you want to be in the air conditioning or the heat, depending on the time of the year, because that's comfortable to you. Get uncomfortable. I once in one week traveled, I, would, I was in seven states in one week. I do all types of crazy things. If you want to be the best, you have to be willing to do more than everyone else. And you have to be willing to be very uncomfortable. Because at the end of the day, I always say, you will work a lot of hours in your life and get underpaid. And then there will come a time where you work a lot less hours and you get overpaid, but you must pay your dues and you must look, my goals in my mind are so crazy. Most people would laugh at them. I don't even share them because they're absolutely crazy. And that ranges from my, you know, my, my, my crazy, I, I don't, I'm not even going to share them because they're so crazy, but I will accomplish every single one of them because I know that and believe that. And that's how it starts. I, I could not agree more, man. And I, I just want to say, like, I am a huge fan of your show. Um, David Meltzer, I actually just had him on my show, like, a few episodes ago as well. I know you had him on your podcast. Um, and he's, he's an absolute legend. So I'm, I'm stoked that we both, like, got to connect with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, listen, absolutely. I was actually just on his playbook. And he literally started off his episode. He said, you know, and I'm not tooting my horn here. By any means, I'm not cocky. I'm just telling you what he said. He just said, this is the greatest entrepreneur I think I've ever met. That's, that's flat out what he said. And he said, a lot of people don't know about you yet, but they will. And, and again, look, I've been hibernating for 10 years. You know, I've been building this business. People don't know who I am, but I'm telling you right now, a lot of people are going to start knowing who I am because now I'm coming out to play. And a lot of people should be very scared. And I'm not saying it in a negative way. I'm just saying that because I'm not your average Joe. I'm just not. And if you want to rock and compete with me, let's go. I love that. I love that competition. I bring it on. But at the end of the day, it's about truly setting your mind straight. So you know whatever you believe you can achieve. Yeah, I mean that's those are facts right there, man. And like like you said, you have to pay your dues. And I think a lot of young entrepreneurs are trying to come out the gates on social media, flexing all their like rented cars and and all of these things that they're doing, or like these like screenshots of like their like I don't even know like Stripe accounts or something. Um, and they're trying to like put on this front before they've paid their dues. And I think that's really important that you said that because I see just so many young people not willing to put in the time, the effort, the hustle, the energy to, 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 to make something before they try to go out there and tell everyone how great they are. Look, we live in a very different world nowadays. It's very different. Look, my advice, look, I'll tell you right now, I drive my pickup truck. I love my pickup truck. That's never going to change. You know, can I drive a, a nice Bentley or yeah, that's just not me, man. It's not me. And honestly, at the end of the day, you know, maybe when I'm in my late 40s, early 50s, maybe, maybe one day. I, but I don't care about that. Don't ever chase money. 
you chase your vision, money comes. Trust me, but people also don't understand how dirty this game is. People don't understand how painful this game is. It is very, very painful. If you want to be big time successful and make a lot of money and be big, you have to solve very big problems. If you want to have a, just an average life and no stress and, and make little money and be not successful, then you solve little problems. It's just that simple. The one who handles the more pain, the one who could hold more pain and mentally be so tough that nothing could stop them is the one that's going to go to the level that other people dream about going. That's simple. Yeah. I couldn't, I could not agree more. Now I have some questions for you before we do wrap up the podcast on um, that. I like to ask all of my guests. Are you feeling ready for those? All day. Let's go. All right, Josh, I'm excited. So the first thing I'm curious about is what is something that genuinely has you excited right now? Could be in your business, in the world of fitness. Um, what's something that's got you fired up? Right now, we are just, listen, we, we got some crazy things going on. We're about to enter in some more countries. So our international footprint's going to get larger. That's got me super excited. It's also got me super excited how many people I'm impacting. I got to tell you, it's really, and I'm not just talking on the consumer side. I'm just talking for my brand in general. I really love getting those messages. It like, it really, I just love it. I love it. And I love that I can inspire people and help people. So um, that's, that's really got me excited right now. Absolutely. Um, I, I'm sure there's, there's a lot of answers you have to this next question, but do you have any habits that have served you particularly well, either in your business, your lifestyle, fitness? Like I said earlier, it's my routines, my routines that are just, you know, my, I, I do not steer away from my routines no matter what, no matter what. And I've trained my body and my mind to a level that most people can never achieve because they're not going to push themselves like that. But my routine is, is everything. My routine is everything. And I don't break it for anything, no matter what. There's always plenty of time in a day. People say there's not. Trust me, there's always plenty of time in a day to get things done. How did you develop that routine? Like what, what dictated what the aspects of that routine are? Look, man, I've always been twisted from a young age, and I mean that in like a crazy good way. But I, I, I back in the day, I used to bike to the gym four miles when I, before I drove. I don't know why I used to do that. I used to do it at three in the morning when I had nothing to do all day. I still don't understand why I used to do that. But that's kind of like, you know, set my standard. Like, I'll never forget one day I got this urge to just do like 2,000 crunches in my room. And I remember the next day I woke up, and I, like literally I can't even explain it to you. And I think that's what I've developed a really good uh, abdominal muscles to this day. I couldn't move. Like I almost went to the hospital. Like it was so painful. I had to go to the doctor and the doctor's like, you have like strained your muscles to such an extreme level. I literally was in my bed for almost four days. I could not, I couldn't move my body. I, I'm not even joking. I couldn't move my body. I couldn't even get up out of my bed. It was the craziest thing. And I know you're like, man, this guy's crazy. But um, the point I'm making is you have to just be driven. And yeah, some people not, might not be born with that, but anyone can adapt and change, but you have to be willing to. And if you're willing to, great things are coming your way. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I mean, adapting is the name of the game and like rolling with the punches and, and, and bouncing back. So Josh, I know you're putting out a lot of content um, right now. You're starting to, to ramp that up, but like, is there any content you're consuming, whether that's books, audiobooks, podcasts, um, YouTube channels? So I try to crush two to three books a month. Um, 
And honestly, a lot of them, I already know half the stuff already. I just know it. Like I just, I have this intuition. I can't explain it. It doesn't matter. I just look for one nugget. If I get one nugget, it's worth it. One nugget is worth it. So, you know, on average, it's about two a month, but I try to get three a month. Um, and uh, it's very important, you know, as far as podcasts. Yeah, I listen to a lot of different podcasts, you know, but a lot of this stuff I know already. I just like, I just look for some extra nuggets. Look, if you're not moving the needle just a little bit every single day, shame on you. You have to constantly be educating yourself to get better, get smarter, and be more and more knowledgeable. And how you do that, again, like the saying goes, your net worth equals your network. And you have to surround yourself with great people. I always surround myself with people who are smarter than me, have more money than me, and have done and been successful. And the biggest thing is when I talk about that whole uncomfortable to be uncomfortable, sometimes people are just too scared to ask someone for help. You got to ask people for help. People want to help. Just ask. Absolutely. I mean, that's something that David dove really deep on as well is like just asking someone for help when you need it because so many people just won't do it. But, yep. but doing that just, just makes everything flow. Like that, that solves so many 100%. issues. Um, one thing that I'm also very curious about as well is things that you do in your business that you choose not to scale. So, um, I, I'm not sure if there'll be any examples for you given the, the rapid rate that you are scaling out, but to give you some context of what I'm talking about, um, every single day I will, I'll send out five video DMS on Instagram to new followers. I'll just pick up my phone and I'll be like, Hey Josh, how's it going? Thank you so much for the follow. Let me know if there's any way I can add value to anything that you're doing. Have a wonderful day. Um, it's something it's super quick, simple, takes me like two minutes a day to do. Um, but it's not something that I bring one of my VAs on to just send out all day. That's not the point. Um, I want to really connect with people and hear their story. Um, and that's, that's why I do that. So is there anything that you do that has that, that personal touch to it still, or are you pretty much just scaling everything? Uh, in my corporate territory, I can't do it obviously at a large scale cause it's too much for me. I actually send out a hand, handwritten thank you cards to every single person that signs up in our corporate territory that I own. Um, I've been doing that and I still do that to this day. Wow. Straight up. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's those things make a huge, huge impact on people. 100%. All right, Josh, if people have been enjoying, if the listeners have been getting so much value out of the amazing wisdom you've been dropping throughout this interview, where's the best place for them to go to follow up with you at, to learn more about gym guys and everything that you're doing. Absolutely. Well, you can visit gymguys.com um, for information uh, about our business, about the franchise, everything. As far as me, you can visit me on LinkedIn um, or Instagram, uh, Instagram. I'm Josh York, GG LinkedIn. You just type in Josh York and I'll pop up, but um, yeah, that's pretty much it, you know, and you can just Google some other information about us and there's tons out there. So uh, yeah, definitely make sure to connect. Awesome. And I'll be sure to link up all of those in the show notes for this episode as well. Josh, again, I'm extremely grateful for you and um, all of the amazing knowledge that you've dropped on this podcast. Do you have any last words of wisdom or closing thoughts that you want to share with our listeners today? I guess my only closing thought would be, listen, at the end of the day, you just do it. That's it. Every time you're not sure, if you want to put back in your mind, what would Josh York do? You know what the hell I would do. You just do it. You just stay focused. If you make a mistake, fix it and just get after it. Stop, stop wasting time and procrastinating when you could, you could, you know, so many people like, are like, oh, I want to start a business. Just start it then. If you want to start a business, just start it. So that's my advice. Just do it. That's it. You will learn. You will continue to grow and continue to fuel your drive. Man, you are one inspiring guy. I'm, I'm so glad that I got to share this, this time with you and I'm extremely grateful for, for your presence here. Uh, Apple, I appreciate you having me on and uh, thank you again. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of Young Smart Money. If you want to support the show, you can do so in three different ways. You can subscribe, you can leave me five, and you can share this episode with a friend. To subscribe, all you got to do is click the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts. To leave me five, all you got to do is scroll all the way down to the bottom of the podcast's page for Young Smart Money and click on the write a review button. And to share with a friend, all you got to do is screenshot yourself listening to this episode, post on your Instagram story, tag me, and I'll be sure to repost it in my Instagram story as well. I love giving you guys some attention who are listening to the show. Thanks for listening and I'll see you in the next one.